Welcome to Politics Done Right. I'm Egberto Willis, your host. We are going to have a great show for you today, folks. How is everybody doing? Good morning, Houston. Good morning, Northeast Texas. Good morning, Southeast Texas. Southwest. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Texas, good morning, the whole country. How's everybody doing today? Anyhow, folks, we have a great show for you today in the studio. As usual, is Howard Reynolds and Jack Van Bever. How are my peeps doing in those in that control room? And here we are, Egberto. A good morning to you. How are you? Oh, we're great, man. We're great. We're great. We're great. Just ready to go. Have some great stories to talk about today. And I Hope to hear from our peeps at 713-526-5738 sometime today. Please don't and wait I'm till sure too we will. late. Yes, we will. Hey, uh, just a note here. You have an admirer who calls me practically every day and wants to know what the name of the song is that I play in between you and Arnie Arneson. Well, I pick out a piece of smooth jazz every morning from the vast library we have. And this morning's song was Unity by Mark Antoine. So I'm hoping he won't have to call me today. So I'll go ahead and tell him what it is. Unity from Mark Antoine. Um, and that was the song for the day. And I'm going to turn it over to Jack now. Good morning, Egberto. Good, Good morning. morning, Jack. Okay. First, I want to give a little shout out to my friend, Brett, who sends me some of these inspirational pieces. Uh, so shout out to you, Brett. Uh, Adorn yourself with truth. Try to speak truth in all things and do not support a lie, no matter who asks you. That's uh, Gennadius of Constant, uh, Saint Gennadius of Constantinople. I love it. Well, you hear that? I hope everybody heard that. You don't have to tolerate fallacies, folks. Listen to Jack no. Van Bever. Go ahead. To all, to all of the supporters of a certain former president, get your head out and listen to some truth, okay? There you so, go. Anyway, there we go. Vote them out. Vote them out. Hey, wait, see. wait, 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 wait. Howard, it's not, we haven't gotten to the point where you do the whole vote them out scheme. You know, we, we, we need that at just the right time so that. American, it's just the right time, you know, and then it, it, it to make it should make sure it's impactful, you know. But anyway, it's Absolutely. always impactful. now you were, it's all, you were telling me that uh, UPS has uh, reached some type of a settlement. Yes, yes, uh, it's great. And, and let me tell you, uh, it's it shows you when workers stick together and when the corporatocracy really sees that. Wait a minute. You mean three, these three hundred and forty thousand people are really going to stop working and. Yeah, we don't care if it screws the economy up, but we do care if it screws up the shareholders and our profits. So therefore, we better give some. And if they gave, if you know how great they're doing based on how lucrative, in my opinion, so far. And it looks that way from the points that I got from the um, from the union rep, etc. It seems like it's it's much better than they thought. I was talking to Rick Smith from the Rick Smith show in uh, in uh, Chicago when we went out there and uh, we we did a we did cross interviews and Rick was uh, he's also a trucker other he he has a show that's syndicated but he also is a trucker and he didn't think that 
you that the union was going to get the kind of contract that they ended up getting. So I want to, uh, you know, I, I want to f- uh, get some time and bring him on as well, because I think he's going to be ecstatic with this deal as well. So anyway, there you go. But anyway, we got a great show, folks, for you today. Title of the show is a UPS Teamsters Union Steward on the agreement, Daily Coast founder on 2024, and Patrick Threatens Professor. Subtitle, UPS Teamsters Steward Yvette Avery Herod, who we had here on Monday uh, talking about getting this stuff going. She returns and she tells us her opinion about the, the, the strike being averted and how things worked out. Then we have Daily Coast founder Marcos Molitzas. He discusses the election of 2024. Uh, we have Patrick, uh, Dan, Dan Patrick, threatens a professor, almost lost her job for telling the truth. Anyway, folks, remember that this is a call-in show, 713-526-5738, 713-526-5738, extension numero dos, extension number two, we'll get you on air right away. There are many ways to listen to the show. Go to 90.1 FM on your good old dial, if you will. You can download the TuneIn app from the Android or Apple Store. You can also go to kpft.org, our website, kpft.org, and listen to our show there. But of course, guess what, folks? You can watch the show. You can watch the program at facebook.com slash kpfthouston, facebook.com slash kpfthouston, or you can watch it on YouTube politicsdoneright.tv politicsdoneright.tv remember if we don't we always have enough uh, material for the entire hour so if we don't cover it all you can still go to that material by going to politicsdoneright.com slash newsletter politicsdoneright.com slash newsletter where we have the links to everything but let's go ahead and get harry onto the line come on in harry how are you doing today Let's see. I think Harry's going to be coming in one second. En un segundo, vamos a tener a Harry. Come on in, Harry. Let's hear you on the line. Can you hear me, Alberto? Yes, I can, sir. Okay. You know this is the guy that called you on May 18th on your birthday? Because I share the same birthday with you. Oh, great. Happy birthday from May, my friend. Right, because we we talked on that day. And yes. I also asked you about I I, I you um, I sent an email to you because I wanted to know if you could come to the seventy nine fifty West Fuqua Fondren Church on Saturdays, uh, or can you come on a, or and can you can you also come on Retards the week on Tuesdays? Because I'd like you to meet the uh, pastor uh, 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 McKenzie Campbezi because I've been telling him about you and. You uh, told me um, uh, that you go to your wife is a deacon out of church, and you said you'd be happy to do it when you get get a chance. Yes, I will be. I, I the truth of the matter, I remember the email now, but uh, you know, you know how when you're, you're you forget I these things. I sent an email, and you guys responded to my email. You yes, yes. That. I do remember responding. I just know I haven't followed up. So let's follow up by email and arrange when I'm going to be speaking at the Universal Unitarian Church on Sunday. Uh, for uh, I'm going to be talking about us getting along, irrespective of 
what side of the aisle you're on, etc. So we're going. I'm going to be there. So I'll be more than happy to to go out and talk to you guys as well, my friend. Uh, that's an honor for yeah. me. I love talking to people. Because I left the uh, I left the uh, uh, what time? You know, they on Saturdays when they do it on Sabbath. They start at 9.30, and it goes to like 1.30 or 2 o'clock. They do Sabbath school, and then after, then about 11 o'clock is when the pastors speak, and they do a lot of singing in between when the pastors speak. They have the choir sing, and then the pastor will speak some more, and it'll go to like 1.30 or 2 o'clock. No problem. Harry, let's, let's do this offline by, uh, on, on, by email, and we, we'll, we'll definitely arrange something, my friend. Uh, the next yeah. couple of weeks, I'm a, a, a bit tied up, but after that, okay? Okay. Okay, can I ask you another question? Uh, yes, sir. I heard, uh, yeah, I heard Howard Reynolds. I'm the guy that called him because I listen to a lot of smooth jazz, and he and I was aware of that song because I uh, that came on right before your show, Mark Antoine. I missed yesterday's show because I had a problem, and I wanted to know uh, who. Uh, uh, can you ask Howard who uh, uh, the smooth jazz artist was yesterday before? Howard is on right now. Howard can answer you right now. Yeah. yeah, we didn't have a smooth jazz artist yesterday. We signed on with the national anthem. A little departure from it usually. I missed, yeah, I had a problem. I missed yesterday's uh, show yesterday, morning, so I didn't listen. But, you know, uh, yeah, I, I can go back and listen online. Yeah, here anyway, you can do that. I, Thank you, again, brother. I, do, I applaud you, and I applaud Alberto. I like you guys' thinking. We have to vote these right-wing crazies out. Uh, and I was just listening to Arnie Arneson tell, uh, briefly before he still coming. He makes a lot of sense. He was talking about that Alabama stuff and the redistricting in our first half hour about all that to um, uh, 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 marginalize African-Americans so they can't vote in people they want to vote in. But we have, to, write, we have to vote these crazies like DeSantis. Let me let me, look. Let me tell you, uh, Harry. And there's another thing about Alabama. There's a mayor in Alabama that got that that got yeah. elected, and the people won't let him serve. Check that out. It's on well, my newsletter that. from yesterday. So if you go to politicsdoneright.com/newsletter, I cover that story as well. Okay, brother. Yeah, Arnie was talking about that mayor that can't get elected. He was exactly. talking about this stuff in 60-minute news. People need to be aware of this. I can tell you one more thing. My my father in the 1950s, he uh, protested in the 1950s when they were during Jim Crow, because he grew up during Jim Crow, when they would not let blacks be on the council. He grew up in Turnertown uh, before he went to Tuskegee and became a uh, Radar man, because he worked uh, in, um, uh, uh, eventually he worked uh, in Oregon and then Moffin Field before I was, uh, after I was born. And he worked on the Bella Project. So when the Soviet Union at the time was, uh, there was uh, the United States with that Bella satellite was spying on the Soviet nuclear weapon program. And my dad worked in there in the 60s. Kudos. He went on to a dentist later in the 70s. Kudos to your dad. Kudos to your dad, Harry. Thank you so kindly. Got to jump to Johnny before I get into some videos here, my brother. I appreciate you. I appreciate your call. Right. Tell Johnny I said hello because I love the way he thinks as well. I'll listen. Thank you, brother. Peace. All right, brother. Johnny, come on in. You're early today. Love having you early. Talk to me. Well, it's in response. It's always in response to something, isn't it, with me? 
some people go through life with their glass looking half empty. Some people perpetually seem to have full side. Believe it or not, I'm both. I can do both, and we should be able to do both. So here's what I'm leading to. This so-called victory for the UPS workers, it's not a victory. It's not, it's not finished yet. They haven't signed the contract yet. And more importantly, the devil in the detail. Now, what's the detail? And the devil, we know who the devil is. But the detail is installing those air conditioning units on each and every UPS truck. So if you're a UPS worker and you're hearing this conversation, feel free to take the wife or the, your spouse and children out to dinner, maybe a movie, to a quiet celebration. But in public, don't go, Yay! Jumping up and down because when you do that, you're transmitting weakness to the people that own and operate things who think they own and operate everybody and everything. Remember, they still have to hold up their end of the bargain, quote unquote bargain. And you guys need to be vigilant. Don't let your guard down. Don't let your guard down. That's my message of hope. Well, let me tell you, I think that with the, the steward that I, the UPS steward that you guys are going to hear from now, I think she always have her guards up. In fact, that's the same stance she took and that we don't have the contract to see yet. They're just depending on what uh, the, 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 the union had to sign an NDA as they're negotiating. I mean, the, the, the leaders that are in, in negotiating this, she's a couple of levels down. And uh, so they'll see the contract uh, this week and they'll vote on it by August 20 something, I believe, between now and August 20 something. And but I read the, the, the highlights of the uh, bill as released in the press release from the union and everything that Yvette, the woman that I'm going to have on right now, was looking for. And the, one of the biggest things in this contract is uh, bringing up the part timers to live not to, to a much better wage and uh, when I was talking to Rick Smith back in Chicago, uh, he was saying uh, he thinks that the, the union promised the people too much because they're not going to get it. And guess what? They got most of it. So, um, uh, And again, it's not a favor that the company was doing to the union. It's, it's, they went and they balanced it and said, oh, my God. If these guys strike, we will do two things. There's this stuff in, in economics called demand destruction. When people learn to live without you, when people learn to live without your product, and uh, uh, in other words, when you return, they won't. all of them won't be back with you. And I think UPS started to see um, just maybe... They, if that occurs, they will, you know, th this stuff that's called Uber, Lyft, and all these other kinds of companies that are using uh, crowdsourcing to deliver, they probably thought maybe crowdsourcing would take a bigger hold and we better make a deal with these guys right now. Anyway, Johnny, go on before I go to the, to the other subject. Unrelated question. You said a moment ago before you took me on the air. He says, and the and the people won't let him serve, meaning this newly elected mayor. Who are the people? Aren't the people? Didn't they? Oh no, no. Them? I'm sorry. I, I said that wrong. It's the 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 current mayor and the cabal that's been running that 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 particular tiny town for the last I don't know fifty eighty years or so. It's the same cabal, and they are the ones who are not. Given the keys, um, it, it, it's a mess out there. And uh, they finally filed a federal lawsuit. Mess everywhere. Thanks for the clarification. I'm just checking my family. All right, Johnny. Thank you, brother. You have a great day, okay? Go do your thing, boo. 
All right. Anyway, uh, Melanie Keelan on the chat. Welcome to Politics Done Right. Anyhow, folks, like we spoke about, let, let me just go ahead and play uh, from our union steward uh, her thoughts on this new contract, and then we'll move on to the next subject. Yvette, how are you doing today, my friend? I'm well. How about you? I am well. Please tell me if... Um, Am I reading that correctly, that uh, you guys got what you wanted? Well, right now, we just have limited information because we don't have the full information. But we do know that the 22-4, like you mentioned, the current job that I hold will be gone. Uh, we do know that they will start the part-timers off at $21 an hour with some increases. Uh, that may be a little uh, spot for some, but we, it's only up to the vote of the membership at this point. So uh, we'll keep working through August 1st, but then we'll have to wait on the vote to see whether the members say yes to everything that changed once we get the information or if they vote no. Yeah, but interestingly, if I understand the the, the items in the contract, actually, the Teamsters released a, a, um, a press release, and I was looking for everything that you told me on that interview that we spoke to, and, I, and it was like, if that is correct, check. If that is correct, check. If that is correct, in fact, it seems like, and tell me if I'm wrong or right here, it seems like you are due a fairly large pay increase. Well, I definitely will be getting a pay increase. Like I said, since my uh, position has been eliminated, I definitely will get an increase. And by the end of the contract, should be making around $49 an hour. So right. definitely plus. Right. That's what I thought I read. And when I said that, I'm like, you know what? You guys fought for it uh, and, and you got it. And, and you know, I mean, I, I think I would. And, and, you know, it's it's amazing because your success means the success for even those that are not in unions now. So, it, you know, what you guys have accomplished, I think it is uh, it is great. Now you got to bring everybody into unions. And I think uh, having somebody like you working on that is exactly what we need. And definitely will be very helpful. They can see for themselves what it takes as a wound in a fight and what workers can get when they stick together. Absolutely. So, well, look, Yvette, thank you so kindly for calling in. Thank you for that interview. And I can tell you one thing. I think UPS realized that America had your back. I honestly think they would not have made that contract if they didn't know all of America had your back and they were profiting off of everything you guys did. I mean, when I when I played that stuff, this, when some people heard that the, the, the story about how you guys had to work through the pandemic, it was simply astounding. They couldn't believe that 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 is something that was happening here in America. So, yeah, oh. definitely. Uh, the word helped. I think getting out those stories helped everybody see what we actually had to deal with. So I truly appreciate, you know, avenues like politics down right for allowing us to get that message out. Absolutely. I mean, a lot of people were out there on uh, on y'all sites. I mean, I heard it everywhere. Let me just tell you that it was all over. People were talking about it. So congratulations. And I'm I'm very happy for you and your team. I right, so appreciate y'all. Have a great day, Vet. Thank you so kindly for calling in. All right. Bye-bye. All right. I spoke to Yvette on my three o'clock show yesterday. Anyhow, let's go now to Marcos Maulitzas. We're going to talk a little bit about his thoughts on the election. Marcos Maulitzas is the publisher, the founder of the largest, uh, uh, the largest progressive website organization, etc. 
in uh, the country. Uh, that's the that's the genesis of that conference that I went to in Chicago, Netroots Nation 2023, where we had about 3,000 activists, politicians, etc., out there, in which we spoke to quite a few of them. But anyhow, let's go ahead without further ado and bring in Senor Marcos Maulitzes right this minute. Welcome to another edition of Politics and Right. Today, we're honored to have the one and only Marcos Molitz, that's the founder and everything else of what? Daily Cross. How you doing? How you doing, my brother? Once again, here at, at Netroots Nation. Last time we were concerned. Are we still concerned? Last time we were concerned about, about what? About our politics. I wasn't concerned. No, no, you weren't concerned. I was concerned. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was out on a limb because it was last I remember, August, yes. And, and the convention wisdom was crimson tide yes. red wave right yes. and uh, and i was like oh maybe i'm missing something but i'm looking at all the numbers and the special elections and the data and things yes. are looking pretty freaking good yeah and so i didn't feel like i was going out on the limb yeah but definitely conventional wisdom said uh and, we and, should be and but you you looked into that it was history says that yeah. the president in power loses midterm elections yes uh except during wartime yeah world war ii and 9 11 were the exceptions uh and joe Biden had a 36 38 percent approval rate yes so that was the argument against it and right. i was like but look at the special elections we're crushing it yes, in the special yes, elections yes. and look at the data look at the numbers and and so ultimately i, I was clearly i was i was right yes <laughs> which felt it, it feels good to say that don't so it so good man. it feels great to say especially right. when like protecting Democrats winning and yes. then I'm right about and if, yes. if I'm predicting that Republicans are going to win yes. and then I'm right I don't really need you to celebrate yeah, that right? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, not yeah. fun yeah. but um, it's funny because uh, the what was it New York Times just had an article it had a bizarre article yeah. that said that there are warning signs for Democrats heading into next year because Republican turnout was higher in the midterm and think about the psychology of that I mean the math of that if Republican turnout is higher yes. and the Democrats won Yes. They are in deep shit. No yes. <laughs> that is the story. That means that some Republicans voted for the Democrats. Yes. It means that independents dramatically swung to the yes. Democrats. And it means that Democrats turned out. As Nothing well. about that is good for the Republican yeah. side. It's the weirdest story I've ever seen. I'm, let me ask you this, Marcos, because you've been on all the, the you've been on national TV and all of that. And somehow I don't think people register some of what you say. Were the hell do these guys come up with some of these articles when we have the data right here and then they write what they write is it that they're hoping to move the the, the electorate to where they think they are or no, I mean, no, I, and i'm serious not, about this no 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 I don't, I don't think it's nefarious in the sense that they're trying to gain yeah. the system what's happening i don't know if you remember back in the day people say uh nobody ever got fired for buying ibm right and it's that if the conventional wisdom says Democrats are in disarray. Right. And you write a story that says Democrats are in disarray. Right, right. Nobody could have not. You're like, yeah, no, yeah, that's, yeah. that's the conventional wisdom. Right. And so, for example, for the longest time, Republicans would say, this is a center-right country. Right. And they said it so often and so much that everybody repeated it, including Democrats. Yes. Now, we this is a very early Netroots yes. project where we looked yeah. at the data and said, what, what, what are they seeing that we're not seeing? Because if we go down issue by issue, the American public is with the Democrats on almost every single one of them. You know, Elizabeth Warren came to a convention in 2015, <laughs> and she laid down all the, 
all, all these yes. numbers. It's it's not it's it's not controversial. Right. And so I mean, it's just like somebody saying. Joe Manchin is a centrist, yeah. or Nancy Mace is a centrist. Congresswoman Nancy, they don't. What does a centrist mean? It doesn't mean you're in the middle of the extreme from the most liberal to the. Right. No, it means to me a centrist means with the American mainstream. Right, right. And in the American mainstream, the bulk of the Democratic Party is in the American mainstream. It's, right. it's, it's we are a centrist party, right. and I don't mean this in a pejorative like. Well, I'm glad you correct. You said that you don't mean it in a pejorative. Because I have this thing against. I call it the myth center because of where the center moved in my yeah. opinion but this i think we're talking I'm about a centrist. yeah a different and i'm a solid yeah. liberal right there you go okay and that's where america is that's where Amer- i am yes. in the american mainstream right. that how is that not the center right how do you not define the center with where the vast majority of the people are right and there may be people to the left of that and there's a whole party to the right to the of that right. yeah but where the american people are and that's why republicans are trying to undermine democracy right they can't win on the issues they're right. not even trying anymore yeah Bud Light is not an issue. Trans children in sports is not an issue right. that resonates, that is relevant to most Americans. And they're trying to, you know, they're trying to eliminate ballot initiatives effectively in Missouri and Ohio because mm-hmm. they know that when liberal issues are put up like abortion rights, right. they lose. Right. Now, the Democratic Party has a shit brand. Yes. And so if you slap on Democrat to a candidate name, you know, you yeah. automatically lose like 20 <laughs> points. Right? No kidding, though. Yeah. And, um, and it's a thing. Like, yeah. pollsters will poll names without, you know, what do the issue start? And everybody likes it. Everybody likes a Democrat. Yeah. Then you ask one question saying, oh, by the way, that guy's a Democrat. 20 points. Yeah. So there's a lot of work to be done. Mm-hmm. But we are in a cost of this sort of political transition where the Republican Party has surrendered any effort to win new votes. Mm-hmm. And the Democratic Party is unprecedentedly united in its message. And it's a message that resonates. There's no micro-targeting message in the past. Right. Oh, we're going to talk to rural one way and urban and right. different ways. And people are like, well, what do you stand for? I hear you're talking out of all sides right, of your mouth. Right. Right? You don't stand for anything. And it's because Democrats were afraid. They bought into this America's a center-right nation. They were afraid of the issues that were actually popular. And early naturally, we're like, we're not asking you to like go left to where mm-hmm. you're unelectable. We're asking you to like stick your finger up in the wind, see which way it's blowing, right? And go there <laughs> because you know what? It's already what we believe. Yes, go you there. Know? Yeah, and and I think we're finally there. Yeah, as a party. And so you have somebody like Justin Jones in 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 Nashville. Was that beautiful or what? Man? And not only was it beautiful, Justin Jones but, and and uh, what's the other guy's name? Uh, the guy from Maxwell. Yeah. Maxwell. Yeah, I've, I've, yeah, you know names. who I mean yeah. from Florida. And so you have, you know, and you saw this in in, uh, in Nashville where he wasn't just getting support from urban Nashville exactly. Tennesseans. It was resonating with suburban yes. and rural voters, yes. yes. Democrats. It was energizing them in the rural areas too because yes. rural voters don't want their children murdered by, yes. by yes. gun violence. And so we finally have a message that sort of resonates in all, you know, rural, urban, suburban, resonates blue states, red states, purple states. And so we're unified in purpose and in message and in focus and we're not fighting we just saw this orderly transfer of power in the mm-hmm. house he mentioned re- republicans can't even keep their- they can't even keep their own party together right yeah right, right now, now. You know, look at what's going on yesterday yeah so it's uh it's really we have a chance here to really press our advantage yeah uh we did we won a midterm election um completely if new york, had just, if new york <laughs> had just hold our part of the bargain 
Yeah, and it will next year. Yeah. And, and we may even have new districts. Yeah. Because uh, courts they, are saying, court, yeah. What, exactly, yeah. So we'll, not only will we have new districts, but we're going to have presidential year turnout. California, right. too. I mean, yeah. the Orange County turnout wasn't great. Like, we'll get presidential year turnout. Now, what, what's your thoughts on the, uh, and not to but your, your thoughts on the Senate race in California? I am kind of, I am, I'm, I am not, I'm like, who, who do we pick? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a Katie Porter person, but it's a very soft Katie Porter. Yeah, and um, definitely not Barbara Lee. Um, I don't think Bar- Barbara Lee is, um, she's my congresswoman. Yeah. And she's great for what she is. Right. Um, I prefer people who are a little more practical. Well, you, you know, my, my thing with um, Katie is my candidate that, that I've been supporting. And, you know, I, I quote her all. The, I don't know if you see the articles. I, I, I love I love Katie mm-hmm. because of her whiteboard and, and she kind of stands out. But also, I like Katie because she's young and will have stay in power. Mm-hmm. And I, I and I, I want more young people in Congress doing the work that they do. Your thoughts on that? No, yeah, absolutely. Um, Allsoft is dynamic and exciting because yes. a lot of part because of that youth, yes, and energy and, and vigor, and just representing a generation that still doesn't feel particularly fully represented. Yeah, exactly in our political yeah. process, and in fact. Congress has never been older than it is today. This is right. the oldest Congress. And in that statement, I want to ask you a dangerous question that I think uh, I think we have we should confront up front about you know the Biden age thing. Tell me what your honest thoughts about that. I mean, he's clearly still got it. I know he's got it, but so I mean, that's, it, that's all that how, matters. How does it? How do you sell? The, uh, the 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 false concern that the media is going to allow the right to do. I mean, I Donald Trump's seventy eight. He's only two yeah. years, three years younger. I agree. So no, no, I agree um, with all I, of I that. Think but how it, are we? How do we? So so yeah. the, the thing that first of all is, I actually think Joe Biden might have one of the most successful presidencies we've seen in a, the numbers in a long like time. Speak for themselves. It's absolutely dramatic, and the numbers aren't his poll numbers don't reflect that. And, and I'm not sure what's happening there. And, and, um, it'll be interesting as we have the rally around the flag effect right. closer to the election. I think that those numbers, will but it's up. an issue that is polling numbers but, are off mostly because Democrats really haven't coalesced as they should. And they probably will at the end. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's part of it. Yeah. I mean, Obama's numbers at this time was, in this, in looked, tank, were yeah. just that bad. And yeah. just as many people thought he should not run for re-election. Uh, yeah, okay. So those questions yeah. are all bunk. Cause okay. when, you know, you ask like, should, you know, somebody else run, they they think like, yeah, my favorite candidate. Right. They don't think not. It's like everybody going like, yeah, we all want Elizabeth Warren to run. Right. We all want right. uh, Kamala Harris to run. Like, that's not what they're thinking. They're right. thinking their ideal candidate. That person does not exist. Right. So it's a stupid question. Right. People will always answer yes, somebody else. Right. Because and politicians are nobody likes politicians. Yeah. Right? So well, there's always somebody else. Yeah. Democrats would easily renominate Joe Biden, and they're probably going to renominate Donald Trump. Absent. Now, now let me ask you something. The, uh, and your thought coming, going to your crystal ball again, has been right the last few times. Uh, Donald Trump. Do you think he really makes it to the convention? That dude's not healthy. I mean, for all we know, he has a stroke next week. Right? Oh, Lord. <laughs> so I'm not even. I, so there are. No, but, but Marcos, if suppose he suppose that's the case, does that present a danger for Biden? You know, it's a good question. Who would who would emerge from that's that? From that field? Does I mean, anyone, if it's Ron DeSantis, it's, it's not a chance. I don't think it's a problem. Um, I mean, we don't take it. You know who I'm scared of? Brian Kemp. You're going to laugh. Brian Kemp? No. Who? Christie. 
Oh, interesting. I mean, and nobody's there at all. So right? here's here's a here's a here's a problem for the Republicans. Yeah, they have a significant chunk of their electorate right. that are not Republicans. Right. They are Trump MAGA exactly. fanaticals. If Trump is not the candidate, this is what right. happened in 2022, right? Right. He's not on the ballot. They don't turn out. Mm-hmm. They don't believe in elections. They believe in their God King right. cult leader. Right. That's all they care about. If somebody takes out Trump. Mm-hmm. I think they're done. They lose even 10% of that. There's just no path. Let me tell you something. I hope your crystal ball is right on that Where you have potential promise of Brian Kemp who might actually be able to play for for, uh, suburban college-educated white women. It's tougher, but that puts me a little little more worried. Chris Christie has been going after Trump hard. And that 30% MAGA base will not vote Mm -hmm. for Chris Christie no matter what. But you know what what I fear? That some Democrats will vote for Chris Christie, given New Jersey. I mean, his pr- approval rating in New Jersey was 16% yeah. when he was... When, when he lived, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So he, he was damaged good. And right. to me, he looks like a kamikaze run, which is great. And you, you know, even that, that's good. You know, <laughs> no, it's, good, yeah. and it's actually smart for, yeah. for the Republican establishment yeah. to try to take out Trump. Had they been smart, I know, I'm, I can almost guarantee if we had Mitch McConnell here yeah. and we said, be honest, should you have voted to impeach? He would have he'd say yes to that. Mitch McConnell surprised me because I, he has been so bad in the way he has dealt with Trump it's 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 and almost it's clear to me yeah. now that he regrets it yeah and if he could go back and do it he thought that he was a loser he's damaged he's gonna go away yeah no I don't know why he would think that it was all the signs were clearly there well that, everybody was saying it on the liberal yeah, side right exactly so it's they're gonna lose an election because of Trump yeah it's better to like you know, rip off that Band-Aid and do what they did after Watergate. Yeah. I mean, With it, Nixon, it, yeah. 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 You rip off the Band-Aid, and then you, you make him go away. Yeah. And then, uh, and then you rebuild from that. But you know, the, the, the thing that scares me even, I, I don't even want them rebuilding because I tell you what, the only non-democratic branch of our government, the Supreme Court, you know, and uh, what do we do about that? What we do is we expand it. What so, we do? Okay. <coughs> Let's back up a second because our guy right now is, and this is, I got in trouble on Daily Coast for saying something. And what I said was, and, and I, it wasn't even anti-Biden. It was just saying Biden, I think, made a critical mistake in saying, just outright saying, I am not going to expand the Supreme Court when he went on to um, MSNBC. And my contention was make it less obvious because a lot of people depend on us changing the Supreme Court given the same power. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, obviously I wish he wouldn't say that. Right. I also know that Biden is by by definition, just by his character, he's a cautious right. person. Yeah. I mean, he said we weren't going to send tanks to Ukraine. And we said tanks. Yeah. Like, F-16s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he is. he has a history of saying no. And then when the political conditions are there, yeah. he can evolve. So right now for him to say, I'm going to expand the Supreme Court, it would give Republicans a reason a re- to rally exactly. around the flag, say like our, our majority is in danger. <laughs> By saying, no, it's off the table, Republicans can't run on that. Yeah. I mean, they can point to like people like us. Yeah, that's saying are, that, yeah. And, but without Biden saying it, right. it really makes it a lot harder. Now it's a lot different. If he says that he wins re-election, mm-hmm. we, we, uh, Ruben Gallego replaces cinema yeah. and we hold the grounds. We have right. 51 senators who would likely vote to eliminate the, the filibuster. filibuster. Which is what we 
got to yeah. have. And then, yeah. you know, D.C. statehood's on the table. Right. You know, even Joe Manchin's bill to eliminate yeah. partisan gerrymandering, that's on the table. Yeah. So we got a lot of things that we can do at that point, including expanding the Supreme Court. Now, at that point, if Biden says, let's not do it, then we're yes. like, let's beat the shit out of him. Yeah. Because he's got, there's no reason for him at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before the election, there's, there's really no benefit right. to it. I mean, I would love it to be like, right. I, don't get me wrong. I no, no, I know. But the, my, 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 my question, though, is by, by making it as definite as he sounded, will he will he kind of affect, you know, you, you know, some of us are not pragmatic. I mean, uh, some some of us are just not pragmatic enough. You know, what's your thought? Um, yeah, I mean, because look, I'm, I'm a very lefty guy. You're a centrist. I'm a lefty, but I am going to team up. And centrist do, defined. Yeah. Defined by, you know, you know, yeah, no, no, no. I know. I know. I know what you yeah, mean. Yeah, I know yeah. what you mean. Yeah, yeah. But what I'm saying is that I am going to compromise and I, you know, I, I wasn't a Hillary Clinton supporter, but I, I strongly came in support of yeah. her. I wasn't a Biden supporter. I came strongly in support of Biden after the team said, this is what we're doing. Yeah, yeah. But too many of us aren't like that. Yeah, um, I don't think anybody's going to base their support for Biden on this one issue. I hope so. I yeah. mean, I think it's going to be like, uh, uh, that was a yeah. shitty one. But okay, he just he just forgave student loan debt for 800,000 people. Yeah. I don't know. I, no, no, it was over a million, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah, just yeah. saw the headline yeah, earlier yeah. today, so yeah, I haven't yeah, read yeah. the stories. Yeah. Um, that's a stuff. Oh, that, wait, 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 wait. I missed something. You're telling me I missed something. Something came over today. The Chiron today? What yeah, was yeah. it? They, he, just, he just wrote off something like $800 billion in student debt oh, just overnight okay. without even having to apply or anything. He just completely took it, it off. Yeah. And he had the power to do that. Well, we'll find out what the Supreme Court has <laughs> to say about it. But Well, uh, you know what? They go say. Uh, yeah, yeah. But, but, but if, uh, if, you, if they pay the bills before. He thinks. He yeah. thinks yeah, exactly. Yeah. He thinks, I mean, Biden, they think they got it, though. They yeah, think okay. they have the authority. Okay. I mean, to be fair, the the, the original one, the, the emerging authorization was about 9-11. So right. it was a bit of a stretch. To do that. And so it's, uh, you know, I still don't like the decision, but I, there's some, like, yeah. logic to it. We're like, okay, yeah. that was like a 9-11 bill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I haven't read the story, so I don't know. But, but yeah, I from what I vaguely yeah. remember, this was based on, on current law. That was that well. Was that is that is so, great. So that's a sort of stuff that I think is is more tangible and, uh-huh. and will have more of an impact than than him saying something that a lot of people didn't even know what he said uh-huh. on an issue that's not front and center right now. Okay, and it doesn't need to be front and center right now. We don't need to get Republicans reason to, to rally. Well, we win the Senate, we take back the House, well, we hold the Senate, and, we, and we, we get rid the of cinema. Is, the, yeah. We get rid of cinema. That's happening. Mansion, I don't know. Mansion, me. I mean, we actually need him to win, so it's 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 so okay if he holds on. If cinema loses and we, we get we, Gallego. Yeah. So that's a that's a plus one. That's really. a plus yeah, plus one. Yeah. So, so we're at fifty one forty nine. We still have to hold Montana, yeah. Virginia, West Virginia, and Ohio. And the good thing it is Tester's running this cycle, so he has six years, so he should be able to say yes to bust the filibuster. Yeah. Now it's a tough race. It's Montana. Yeah. You know, but he Trump has, won it by ten points. Yeah, but Tester is a special guy in, in he Montana. He is, but it's gonna yeah. be tough. Yeah. Uh Joe Manchin's gonna be tough. Joe, you know, the truth of the matter is even though it'll be left 50-50 with Joe Manchin gone, it's almost 50-50 now with Joe Manchin. Yeah, but you know, his his voting rights bill is actually solid. 
God. Yeah. I mean, it was good. It eliminates also, partisan. I, I, didn't, I didn't even check. That, yeah. Uh, yeah, it eliminates partisan gerrymandering. Uh-huh. It, it, it has uh, it has um, it has uh, electoral college reform in it. So right. so it actually locks in the vote. The electoral college you can't get rid of it. Constitutional reasons. Right. But it doesn't allow. But there, it, they, they don't. They can't play around with it. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. To play around yeah. With it exactly. And, and it, it was actually a shockingly good bill. Like there's very little. Why did he do that? Coming given who he is, that's surprising. So the one thing he gave Republicans on that I think is he allowed um, voter he like photo ID, but not even voter ID. It could be like a utility bill. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like proof that you live where you say you live. Yeah, okay. I'm I'm actually if that's a compromise and you get rid of partisan gerrymandering, I'm taking it. Hell yeah, hell yeah, and it it means we'll work for voter registration people to make sure. Yeah, we can do that. It's a responsibility. So yeah, yeah. we can do that work. Okay, Marcus, let's talk about Marcus. What the hell is happening with Marcus now? What 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 are your big uh, plans? Uh, Daily calls. What else is going on? Oh, no, big plans are we got to win next year. So it's yeah. a lot of focusing on on the core traditional Daily Coast mission of more and better Democrats, right? Uh-huh. So more is important. Uh, we, we need we, we need to take this a house. I feel really positive about the house. We need yeah. to make gains in state legislatures. We're so close I to think, taking over legislatures in Virginia, Arizona, Pennsylvania. We got we got some real strong opportunities. I hope the Democratic Party don't think Texas is really a lost cause. I'm in Texas and I can tell you one thing. It's just, it's about us not I know a lot of people don't like to hear me say that, but we are not going to, let me, let me tell you something, Marcus, and listen, listen over here. We get rural hospitals closed and we don't have Democrats going into Yoakum, Texas or all these places and say, this hospital is closing and uh, attaching it to the death of people who had to drive a hundred miles for care. We don't do any of that and make a big issue out of that. To, and so, so marginal races, we lose. There were a lot of marginal races we lose. Why do we do that? Yeah, I mean, and Republicans, you know, they know they can't win on the issue, so they're yes. making, so they've taken over the electoral machinery in in, in uh, yes. Houston in uh, in Houston. They in, yeah, uh, what's the county? No, no, it is Harris County. Harris, that's where I live. Yeah, yeah. and so um, I mean, te- so. There are, we need to solidify Arizona, Georgia. They're yes. still not locked down. They're very right. tentative. But we have opportunities in North Carolina. We have opportunities in North South Carolina. Carolina. Great. Mississippi yeah. should did be a purple state. South Carolina? South Carolina, Mississippi. By demographic, they should be purple or blue states. Oh, okay. I mean, 40% of Mississippi is black. I know it's black, but sometimes I wonder because of the way the numbers come All you need is 10% of white people. Yeah, I mean, yeah. We don't even get that. We don't even get that in Mississippi. Yeah. In um, Texas. Yeah. By demographics, Texas. Texas should be should be yeah. purple to blue, right? And so, yeah, no, we got to we got to fight for those things. And and one of the things I love about how the conference is evolving is people are in the early days. You may even remember this. It was all about Howard Dean versus John yeah, Kerry and, and Bernie yeah. Sanders, yeah. And, and it was like, okay, great, presidential, but can we focus on these down ballot races? We're starting to see a lot of the and, panels, and now it's really the conference has evolved into how to better organize on the ground at right. the state level, and and even here, you know, at the I don't know if you saw the keynote last night. Yes, I did. Are you betting? This is a this is a blue city. Chicago is yeah. a Democratic city. Yeah. It upgraded its Democrats yes. and all sorts of incredible um, new policies are emerging yes. from the mayor's office, from the DA, uh, elimination of cash bail, like mm-hmm. incredible new policies. 
And so it matters in a blue state. It matters in a purple state, obviously, because yeah. that's a battleground. Right. But it matters in red states. I mean, yeah. tonight we're going to talk to Justin Jones, yeah. and who had his incredible um, re-election after being thrown out. Yeah. And yeah, yeah re-election in, in Tennessee and catalyzing support for Democrats right. in branding Democrats. We're the party of gun safety. Yes. You know, and we talked about earlier that Democratic Party brand is trash. Yeah. It's important for people like Justin Jones to stand up and say, this is what Democrats really stand mm -hmm. for and to work on that rebranding process. That's a red state yeah. challenge. And so this conversation, these, these organizing has to happen everywhere, even in the reddest states. Yes. And it is happening. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm, so I'm really excited. I'm really hopeful for where we are going forward as a movement because as I said you know we won this Supreme Court election in, in Wisconsin we took control of this Supreme Court that means we're going to redraw the yes. state legislative districts yeah. a fair map gives us a chance at majorities yes. we're going to redraw the house district that's yes. two three seats we're going to pick up yeah. right there and uh, and uh, and then not to mention all the policy stuff mm -hmm. that that court was blocking yeah you know three election cycles ago Republican ran on the post yeah like we're finally realizing this matters yes yes so that's what i'm really excited about the president's important we're gonna we're gonna have those battles right. i'm sure we will you know in four years but we're finally realizing the important battles are things like school boards conservatives always knew this and we're starting to date we finally are getting the idea like oh it matters. Marcus Molitzas. Thank you so much. El Señor Director de Deligos. Thank Muchas you so gracias. kindly for being here on Politics. Uh, it's such right a pleasure right and there. thanks for doing what you're doing. Absolutely. All right, folks, I hope you like that. That um, that he uh, Marcos Molitzas is the founder, publisher of DailyCoast.com, which is the largest progressive rag in the entire country. Every politician wants to get there when we have that conference. Every progressive politician is they're coming out there to make sure that uh, they get the activists on their side. Anyhow, folks, 713-526-5738. Again, that number is 713-526-5738. Hit extension numero dos to get on air. And by the way, folks, don't forget... Uh, in order to not let us have these long fun drive that fun drives we normally have later on in this year or in this summer, you know, you can actually start when you get to that website. I see that donate button. I'm going to throw a few dollars to KPFT to make sure we can continue to bring luminaries like Marcos Molitsas. And tomorrow I likely have um, the the DA, not the DA, the uh, yes, the Attorney General. Of Minnesota, Keith, uh, uh, Keith, help me out, guys. Keith, whatever. Well, uh, he's going to be here with us uh, tomorrow, I believe, uh, unless something that really changes the news happens today. Uh, we're we're going to read Keith Ellison. That's his name. Keith Ellison will be in with us on uh, on tomorrow. Anyhow, 713-526-5738. Again, that number is 713-526-5738. I have nobody calls in the next uh, minute. I'm going to be jumping onto the subject, but let me hear from Howard your thoughts on Marcos Molitzas, my dear Howard. Okay. Well, did I, I catch you off guard? <laughs> Yeah, of course you did. You caught me off guard here. So I think Jack has some notes here that he would like to share. No, he says no. Uh, what do I think about that? 
and didn't really well that's fine no that that's fine that's fine anyway anyhow we'll go off to um, that other subject let me tell you dan patrick dan patrick dan patrick that's all i'm going to start it with now uh, i have an opinion oh <laughs> let me hear your opinion see dan you patrick didn't have an opinion before and now you have an opinion you see i'm about I to start and now, now you got an opinion go ahead my brother so you mentioned dan patrick what an overbearing what an overbearing chode he is i oh, mean Lord. just come on really come on dan straighten up and fly right you're in a responsible position and you're just you're just an overbearing person and he's i think he's nuts actually jack says something here and he doesn't take criticism very well no no really not. that is what we're going to talk about if the call that come in uh, is not well I think I I think that's gonna be Johnny again, but we'll see. Anyway, folks, 713-526-5738. We have uh, we have quite a bit to say about Dan Patrick, but if you want to say quite a bit about either what we spoke about before or anything that you want to bring up, give us a call at 713-526-5738. Extension numero dos, extension number two. We're here for you. Hey, you heard that rhyme? Come on in, Johnny. Now, you know why I don't like calling in early. This is the reason. <laughs> why? I take, I take one issue with Marcos, uh, the Daily Coast uh, guy. Mm-hmm. He describes centrist. He, he refers to himself as a centrist. When all along I've been criticizing the label centrist because people like Pelosi, Schumer, Biden, uh, Barack, Hillary, and Bill, those people, they all have taken and continue to take corporate dark impact money, and they all refer to themselves as centrists. Right. So I distinguish, so I distinguish the leadership of the Democratic Party, i.e. centrist, from the rest of the people who have common sense like me, who actually, we all agree on progressive issues and policies. They may talk it, but they don't walk it. How do you I like think- that? What Marcus, I think, was trying to do is take the label and say, no, you guys aren't centrist. He's, te- he's telling these other guys, you are not centrist. We are the real centrist because if you look at the bell curve, we are where the people are at. So we are the ones that are really in that center part of the bell curve is what I think he's saying. Now, what I pointed out, if you, heard, if you uh, listen to my interviews, I said, I am at the left of that, folks, that are where, where the country really votes right or 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 where the country really i shouldn't say vote but where the country really polls the country polls very left okay and generally speaking i am further left of that for one specific reason i think that our educational system have sort of uh chained people put chains on people for the things that we as a society can actually work together to attain but again for me to be successful, when I say me, I'm not talking Egberto Willis. I'm talking about for the, the, the true left uh, to be successful, we have to do what others have done. And that is education to accept and allow folks to understand that without us, there ain't no economy. But that takes a while. But anyway, Johnny. Thank you for calling in again. I think, I think we are, I, you always come and try to make, make it like we don't agree. And it turns out, ultimately, we agree, Johnny. What's wrong with you? That's not it. You and I do agree. What's the body call? 
All right, look, let me go to Donald, Johnny. Hey, Donnie, Johnny, listen to me. You've got your chance twice today, Johnny. Let's go to Donald, okay? Language is everything. Love you, brother. Peace. All right, come on in, Donald. Are you ready? I am ready, Donald. Come on in, Mr. Trump. Okay, there are the haves and the have-nots. There is no right-wing. There is no left-wing. The truth is what they say it is. And a glass half full of or half empty of pee is still a glass of pee when you pour it on somebody's head. (laughs) (laughs) Donald, I love you, man. I love you. All right. Thank you for your thoughts. All right. All right. Take it easy. (laughs) You have a great day. Let's come. Let's bring in Brian. I hope this is a Brian that I think it is. Come on in, Brian. At least you're coming in with four minutes to talk. Talk to me. No, I only got a few quick questions. Actually, one. uh, It won't take much of your time. Exactly what does Hunter Biden do for a living if he owes $2 million in back taxes? I don't. I, I, the truth is, I don't care, but I don't think much. I think he's one of those uh, kids with a silver spoon in his mouth. If you want me to give you a good answer, yeah, is and your, he gets away with quite a bit more than the normal person would get away with. Huh? Not really. Let me let me just say this, and I, I I want you to go ahead and check the records for yourself. Don't listen to what others are telling you. He only got charged with that tax evasion thing. And the gun thing, because his name was Biden. Uh, if you look at how the law has treated, let me finish. Let me finish. I, I let you talk, please. Let me finish, and I promise you, come back. Um, uh, any other person would have gotten a slap on the wrist uh, compared to having uh, what what he went through. I, I, that's not coming out of my mouth. That is coming out of a few right wingers that came onto MSNBC, and when queried, they asked them. If you were a first-time offender with uh, with the IRS and you paid it all back, uh, would you have gotten charged? And they said, no, you would not. If you, if you take a look at all the people who have ever been charged with that, and for the gun charge that he got, again, the same answer. They couldn't do that because the right wing would have gone berserk if he didn't get charged. So, I mean, you can look this up, Brian. Don't take my word. Look it up. Don't listen to the right wing either. Look it up yourself. Go ahead, sir. I have looked it up. I have looked it up. I, sir, if you looked it up, I looked it up as well. And I think, and, I, and again, I promise you this. If you really honestly looked it up, what you, you would have had to agree with what I just said. It's no, that simple. It's black and white, sir. Yeah, no, 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 it's, it's not. He got off because of his name. And uh, he was not charged because of his name. He was charged? Yeah. Yeah. What does he do for a living? I don't think he does anything of particular interest. I mean, I don't think any of these kids from these rich politicians do anything. Yeah. They use their name. Oh, so much money in back taxes. They use their name, sir. Okay. Let me tell you. They're, I mean, sir. Sir. Hey, uh, Brian, Brian, do you have kids? No, I don't. You don't have any kids. Okay. Uh, I, I wanted to use that as an example, but I can't. But let me just tell you this. You care about your family, your, your mother, your brother, your sister, and all these other people? Yeah, as much as the other person, yes. Okay, good. Um, why not 
us worry about those things that are affecting them, which right here in Texas are many. I Biden Biden uh, is Biden kid. I don't have much thought on uh, Trump's kids. I don't have much thought on if Have you ever heard me come on to this show? And beat up on on Trump kids for getting two billion dollars for the Saudi they didn't earn. I don't think you heard me talking about that issue. I believe that issue. I can prove that issue, but I don't bring it up for one specific reason, Brian. It's not going to help you. It's not going to help Jack Van Beber. It's not going to help Johnny. It's not going to give health care to any one of these people. What the right does and at to a large extent, Brian, is the following. We put you to get irate, upset, and mad about the things that don't matter to you because we don't want to give you the things that matter to you because we want to make sure that only the wealthy gets it. So you and I, Brian, should be on the same page. That's why you will always have a hearing here. You'll always be welcome on my show because I see the light. All right? I'm not going to let them tie us up on what Trump kids are doing, what Biden kids are doing and all of that. They're all in one big cabal of privilege where you and I are not. You and I have more in common than you and Trump. You and I have more in common than you and all those right wingers that are trying to get you to do wrong. So you are my brother. Anything else before I go to the next subject? Well, no. Thank you, brother. You have a great day. All right. Um, anyway, folks, I just want to say this real quick about uh, about uh, Dan Patrick. A professor goes and gives a speech in Galveston, Texas. The speech is accurate. She makes mention that absent the policies that Dan Patrick stands uh, stands for, we would be able to solve the opioid crisis and certain things. Before she got into her car on her way to back to College Station, she gets a call. Patrick's office call. He wants you fired. This is the this is this is a trip. This is a political system trying to take over the educational system so that it will just lie to the American people. I'll cover this a little bit later because I'm out of time. Give me a quick closer, uh, Jack Van Beber and brother Howard Reynolds. Uh, been a very great show today. Be sure to stay tuned for Democracy Now. Now, Jack. Yeah, uh, let's you know, as people out here, we need to really look hard and research for the truth because there's a there's a lot of wedge issues out there like Hunter Biden or the Trump kids that don't mean beans to what's going Amen. on. Amen. Thank you very much, Van Weber. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics on Right. Again, I thank once again our control room, Van Weber and Howard. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics on Right, and you guys know how I end this baby. I am what? Out. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.